0: Hello, my pumpkins. This is Chloe Taylor, and welcome to Authentic and Unapologetic. Here we explore spirituality and psychology. It is my goal with this podcast to remind you that when you stand tall in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Authentic and Unapologetic. Today we are going to be talking once again about the Saturn return because many of you have just continued to ask about it and it's a topic that I'm very passionate about as I'm in the middle of my own personal Saturn return. I think it's cool that we kind of have a collection of episodes that are a little bit more dedicated to how it's going for me personally, but also any like tips, tricks, and things I can give about the Saturn return. Now I will tell you this, I have not reviewed the Saturn return previous podcast, so there might be some things in here that repeat. but for the most part, I just kind of wanted to give a little bit more insight into how I feel like it's going and Um, maybe some more like tips along the journey because as y'all know I've also done a few mental health updates in the last couple of months there have been episodes that have covered that there was one that I think shook a lot of people it was like the first one that I did I cried a lot it was a very like vulnerable probably my most vulnerable episode that I've ever done where I just talked about the things that had happened and where I'd been and what had been happening and um, kind of just this mental health crisis that I'd been going through and have been going through that I've never experienced anything like, and um, I feel like this Saturn return kind of goes in with that, and I want to say this before we get into anything that I say today, because I notice this in myself sometimes. That when people start talking about like planetary arrangements and horoscopes and don't get me wrong, I think this information can be so helpful, especially moon cycle tracking, not like your period or your menstrual cycle, but like the actual phases of the moon. I think that stuff can be so insanely helpful and it's there and every all the planetary alignments are always there to be helpful but i think if we are in an environment where we are afraid to dive into ourselves also i apologize if you can hear any noises outside usually my complex is extremely quiet but there is one truck and one motorcycle i think in this area that when they get going i guess they just we just pick the appropriate time to start recording that they were revving up Um, but as I was saying, I do feel like if talking about this stuff makes you feel anxious or like scared of what is to come, I would actually encourage you to take a break from looking at astrology because I have been there. I have had this happen to me uh, or for me rather, and I've had to reevaluate my boundaries with how much I'm willing to consume because, If somebody tells me, oh my god, Saturn returns are terrible, this was awful, this was such a hard thing, and you are maybe in a place in your life where you're already experiencing so much hardship, it can be really hard to hear things like that, if that makes sense. So... I feel that if that's where you are right now, this might not be the best episode. Maybe take some time to reconsider your boundaries with learning about astrology and learning about planetary alignments and also asking yourself how these things might affect you and if you're ready to be open to hearing about them. So that's just something I wanted to talk about because I've also heard that a lot in the community that, you know. Oftentimes, astrologers, it can feel like there's a lot of fear mongering going on. And ultimately, the thing that I always like to say is that it's not necessarily fear mongering. It's more of like a preparedness. Like if you kind of know what is to come, it might actually help you avoid certain things or shift certain things or be more open to a different perception of things. Uh, it also is just like really good in terms of releasing and letting go and not holding so tight to everything. So all of that being said, um, with this whole Saturn return thing, like I said, many of you ask so much about this. Uh, I actually pull in my Instagram pretty frequently for podcasts and topics, and this is one that we keep revisiting because it's one that comes up multiple times every time. So apparently y'all are either in your Saturn returns, or you're preparing for one, or maybe you just really like studying Saturn. So my Saturn return popped off in February this year. And so let's see, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. I'm filming this in or recording this in October. So it's been about eight months. Like I am in it. (laughs) And the things that I will say is... It has been both. It has been two things. It has been a time of insane blessing and seeing so many things that I have dreamt about coming into fruition, like long-term success. But it has also been things that I can't avoid anymore, that I have been avoiding, that are hurtful or harmful or scary. And it has been two things. So, And this is the thing that I think we discuss the most about the Saturn return, that. It often brings with it extremely great blessings, but it also will change you because you are being asked to restructure the things that don't work and they are being broken down and like you in a sense sometimes are being broken down. And not always, it's different for every person, depending on how heavily your chart is Saturn influenced, depending on where your Saturn is, I will say that I think it's a wild ride for every person. Like, I don't think that anybody comes out of their Saturn return unscathed in some way. I think that there is usually something that needs dismantling that might be painful to let go of. And it's always for your betterment though is what we need to remember. So because i feel that mine has been a very big mental roller coaster, yes, we're still going to talk about mental health too, but i also want to share like just some of the successes that i feel like have come and like what i think has changed and Uh, The first thing, obviously, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, I've moved, I have dreamt of moving to the Pacific Northwest for most of my adult life. And I feel like it happened very quickly. Like, yes, there was a lot that I had to change last year in order to be where I am now. But I thought getting to the Pacific Northwest was going to take me like five more years. I thought that this is something that I think I really want to impress here is that I thought the changes that I would need to make for the long term success that I wanted was going to take a long time. Like, oh, I'm going to have to do credit repair. So that's going to take at least three years. And I'm going to have to earn X amount of money for this many months. And so I can save this and I can do this and that. And the thing is, no, (laughs) it actually doesn't have to take as long. I think that Saturn shifting in for me because it happened almost at the top of the year and at the start of this year, I said to multiple people and to myself that I would not spend another full calendar year in the state of Utah. I didn't know how it was going to happen. At that point in time, I did not have the money to move. My credit was still not in the best place. I had been working on it a little bit, but honestly, I built my credit back up within like a six month period. It didn't take this huge long amount of time that I thought it was going to take Uh, And then on that same thread, same with like money, I thought that, oh, I'm going to have to save for like months and months and months to make a move happen. And this is the only place you're ever going to hear me talk about like specific financial numbers because I feel like in the world that we are in, I am not in a place yet where I am comfortable disclosing money because I think that sometimes people just are not like I also grew up in a household that was really weird about money and talking about it was weird and if you expressed what you made that was suddenly bragging and I think ultimately though people that listen to my podcast not everybody but a lot of you want similar things for yourself or you want more out of life in some way or you're looking for I mean these are just guesses maybe you just like my voice I've heard that too Um, you know I don't know what the specific reason is but I do feel like it is honestly sometimes more hurtful not to share because I think – like, I think about, like, Manifestation Babe, for example. One of the greatest leaders for me, like, somebody that's really shifted my perspective on a lot of things and allowed me to grow in new ways that I never could have imagined – um, she discloses that she has like several million dollar launches every time she launches a new course. And this is empowering. Like, I don't shit on her for making a bunch of money. I'm like, wow, if that can happen for her, that means I can do that too, you know? And I think that where it gets kind of messed up in translation is we think about all the people that we know personally and how, like, my family would react, how my friends would react, how, like, but ultimately most of my friends know anyway because we talk about it. So, um, like, anyways, when we're talking about, like, actual financial figures, I thought, like, my goal was I'm going to make, like, four. a month, and then I'm going to save for this many months, and then I'll be able to move out. And this is what I need specifically to pay rent if I want to live in this kind of place. And this is what I will need for and that's not bad. It's not wrong to plan this way. I think it's actually quite normal and a lot of us do it. But when I tell you I lowballed the shit out of myself, and this is why I thought it was going to take so much time for me to get from point A to point B and why I thought that moving to a new place was going to take five years. I thought it was going to take so much time because I was kept telling myself, like, this is all that is possible for me. And this is what, what will happen. And and if I can just get my AdSense revenue to pay me this much, and if I can just get um, and granted, I don't just work for money. That's If that was why I was doing it, it wouldn't be so successful. I really believe that. And I think that because I harbor that belief, that makes it true. Um, I don't believe that when you build a business just based off of financial figures for myself – um you believe whatever you want for yourself this is not me shading people that just want to make good money in the world i think that's fine but for myself my stuff has to be connected to a higher purpose than that so that i can feel good about it and i feel like i really thought because my experience in gaming i think the most money i ever made in gaming was like $3000 one month like for the whole month that was the most i ever made in one month and coming over to the tarot side of things I had no idea how lucrative tarot can be like, and I wasn't doing it because I was trying to make like thousands of dollars, but ultimately I want to say my like highest grossing month this year was around $15,000 for a month. And, of course, that wasn't just AdSense revenue. That was merchandise. That was Patreon. That was, you know, I have so many different outsources of income that all come together. And, of course, it was it was during my Leo transit because Leo – I have Jupiter in Leo. So, like, whenever you experience, like, a lot of abundance, oftentimes that month in particular is very lucky. But um, I would say consistently I make around $10,000 a month at this point. And – That is more than I've ever seen. Like, there have been years in my life where I haven't even made that much for an entire year. And so I feel like with this Saturn return, that is something that changed. Was, like, I was so used to having to scrape and scrounge to get by, just to eat, just to pay bills. And though I'm, like, obviously I have expanded from that point. I pay more in rent now. I pay more for a car payment now. Like, things have changed Like, my whole point to bringing this up is I feel like during this Saturn transit, this blessing came on very quickly. There was a huge change in my financial situation. And I jumped on that opportunity the moment that I could to leave the state of Utah and to come to the Pacific Northwest. And it didn't because cost of living in Utah is so easy. Like, I feel like the cost of living in Utah, I understand why people live there because it is so cheap to live there. And so I was able to save money so quickly to move because moving to the Pacific Northwest, not cheap, very expensive. And I don't even like that word. I hate the word expensive. I hate saying it. I hate feeling it. I feel like money is this thing that we are able just to get into alignment with and to attract in. And I've felt it for myself. So I know that that's real, (laughs) but falling in and out of alignment with it, I feel like is also very easy when you haven't trained yourself how to stay there. And My whole point, again, to bringing this up is that I thought that this was something that was going to take a really long time, and it didn't. It actually felt like it happened over, like, the course of a three-month period. I started to make more money – like earlier in the springtime. And within a few months, like my entire situation changed, I was able to pay off old debts, I was able to pay back money that I'd borrowed from people, I was able to save money so that I could move to a more expensive. I don't even know, like, what is the word for expensive that isn't tied to so much like cost of living was just higher. (laughs) I was able to save so that I could move somewhere where cost of living was so much higher. And I feel like that, granted, I put a lot of my own work into that. I did a lot of work around my own limiting beliefs around money and my own way of thinking that, you know, I feel like there's this imposter syndrome that will crop up for all of us at times of who do I think I am to make money like that by working x amount of hours a week or who am I to have a flourishing business no who are you not to do those things and I think something I always like to remind myself of when I start to feel weird about money myself because again I grew up in a household where money was this really taboo thing and even now like I think the weirdest part is like, my parents definitely treated people that had more money differently, like people that had more quote unquote status were always treated differently, or like stores were treated differently, versus making everything super normal. Like I feel like in the realm of manifestation, this is something that we have to like start to reprogram. And I'm guilty of this myself. It's totally a different feeling walking into a Target versus walking into, like, a Nordstrom's. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it feels different. But if you exude the energy already, like you can bring it in a lot faster. But it takes time to undo the programming of why we feel guilt around money and shame around money and why we don't think we can talk about it. And even giving exact figures on this podcast or not exact, I kind of gave ballparks, but even giving that ballpark, like I feel like a twinge of anxiety of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe that's really big. Maybe I shouldn't let people know that stuff. And the thing is, Again, I'm not sharing these things because I want somebody else to feel bad about what they have. I want you to understand that because I can do it, like... That should mean that there is a possibility for you as well. You are also able to create that level of abundance in any way that you see fit. You are also allowed to set goals for yourself and see them materialize that quickly. It doesn't have to be this long extended period of time thing that like you don't have to have every single step mapped out. Yes, you have to put work towards your intentions and your manifestations, but it doesn't have to be this... Thing that is going to take years and years and years and years and years before you can see it. And that I feel like is something that Saturn has really taught me is that, yes, I have been doing the internal work and the shifting and the changing for several years now, but I wasn't seeing any of this come to light until more recently. And I do feel like Saturn really like pushed that long term goal in for me. Um, Same with like my car, for example, like I didn't think I would ever be able to be qualified for a nicer car during any point in my life. And I was driving a not a bad car by any means. It still got me from point A to point B. And by all means, I'm sure plenty of people would be grateful to drive what I was driving. I had a a bare bones model. Uh, It was still a 2019, which I think was the year that we bought it. A 2019 um Nissan Versa just like a normal not a hatchback just like a normal sedan and it was a nice car it did what I needed it to do it wasn't what I desired but it did the job and that was enough but the thing is I'm already playing small. I can hear it in my own voice. Are y'all listening to this in real time? I'm already playing small. I'm already telling myself like, oh, somebody's going to be like, my gosh, my car is a ratty piece of crap and you're complaining about a brand new car. Um, The thing is... I'm disabled. I've talked about this multiple times. I have hip and knee dysplasia, and getting into sedans is a lot harder for me versus getting into an SUV. It's easier for me to go up than to get down, if that makes sense. And so, an SUV is what I've always wanted my dream car. I've always wanted some form of an SUV. And during this Saturn return, I was also able to go to a dealership and walk away with technically, it wasn't a brand new car, but It was a year old to the day we actually got it. And it only had like 6,000 miles on it, which I feel like is almost unheard of. But because we bought it, it was like a car that came off the pandemic, basically. Nobody was driving their cars in 2020. So we got a really smoking deal on a 2020 that was basically brand new. And... I just, like, I still am in shock over this one. I feel like I did so much manifesting for that SUV and so much intentional work and so much visualizing that I still am in shock when I get into that car that it's mine and it's just, I can't wait to vlog in that car too. At this point when I'm filming this, I haven't uh, done any vlogging in the SUV, but I can't wait to like go out and do stuff together and um, safely, of course, probably mostly nature things, but I can't wait to like take you outside. And if you follow the YouTube channel, actually get to like go around town with me, you know, be super fun. But my point to that is also that that was like a second long term. Like I've wanted an SUV since I was a child. (laughs) My first favorite car, I think, was a 2001 Tahoe. So for like literally 20 years, I have wanted an SUV. Um, Wow, 20 years. That's crazy. Anyways, I forget how old I am sometimes, or how young I am, rather. <laughs> um, honestly, I just forget my age. Let's put it that way. I don't really think we need to have a weird, old, young, etc. axis. But in any case, those are like two blessings that that came out of this that I felt like happened very quickly and really like effortlessly. I mean, there was some stuff that dragged into Mercury Retrograde that was really annoying, but it ended up being really great. And then... I'm trying to think of anything else, like finances changed. My Saturn return is in the second house of finances. So I knew that financially things were going to get a big upturn and change. And they did. Uh, Oftentimes people that have Saturn, wherever you have Saturn in your chart, the house that it is in is something that it takes a little longer for you to achieve. So for me, financial wealth it, take, it, it took me into my 30s now to get to a place where I actually feel like I can pay my bills and eat and still, like, do things that are fun. You know, I think I, I've talked about this a ton as well, that in all of my 20s, I basically lived below the what would be the poverty line. I was barely scraping by. and. Like there was a period of time during that where I was like four months behind in rent. Like it just, thankfully I had an excellent landlord that was willing to work with me because I don't know what I would have done. But it's just like crazy, crazy, crazy. So then mentally, this is where I want to talk about like the stuff that I feel like eight months into this. Yes, I am recovering. Yes, I am feeling better. We've talked about that in a previous episode as well. But there are just things that I can't ignore anymore, like the way that I deal with my own codependency when I'm like extremely codependent and I get like upset at my partner for not for leaving a dish in the sink, like it was there despite me or something. And or, um, for example, my own body, I had like a huge realization Um, I was doing some parts work just the other day and actually before we get into talking about this parts work and how deep it was, I do want to take a break so that we can hear a word from today's sponsor. Okay. So I was doing some parts work two days ago. I've actually been prioritizing a little bit more of parts work and such recently, but parts work, and I've talked about this too. I almost feel like parts work needs its own episode, Um, I don't even remember exactly where I learned about parts work. It could have come from my best friend, Hillary. It could have come from like another online guru. I follow so much work from psychology and like spirituality leaders and thought leaders. And I read so many books that I honestly couldn't tell you exactly where it came from. But with parts work, um, this is, in my experience, the way that I do it. I don't know if it's across the board always like this. But basically, you go in in meditation and without getting too lengthy here, I'm not going to walk you through the whole process. You go in in meditation and you talk to the different parts of yourself that show themselves to you to work on a specific issue. Or if you're feeling a certain way, you might want to ask the part of you to come forward that is feeling this way and why it's feeling this way. And sometimes you'll get multiple parts of you that show up. So I'm in there. I'm doing the meditation. My future self came out, who I've never seen before. She's a queen, by the way. Um, I can't wait to be this gorgeous, silver-haired legend. Um, My future self came out. My 15-year-old self came out. And my 10-year-old self came out. And all of us sat down at a table, broke bread together. And it's funny because my 15-year-old self didn't want to eat. And we were actually working with like body image issues. That was what the topic of the day was. And my 15-year-old self didn't want to eat. My 10-year-old self was so disconnected from her body. And my future self was like really chill in her body and like doing doing great. And all of these different versions of me showed up to really support me in coming to the conclusion that I've been so disconnected from my physical body maybe like I've had a few times of like doing yoga or like something of that nature. And I've been a little more connected with my body, but on a day to day, I have been so disconnected from my body since I was like literally 10 years old. And that came from, I think, you know, really invasive traumatic surgery experiences. Um, And also like kids, kids were just mean. I don't know how else to put it. Like, I've never in my adult life questioned if somebody would avoid me or not like me based on being disabled, like prior to my adult life, even though it was clear that that was the case, maybe because I just disconnected from it so hard. But as an adult, all of these things are cropping up, and I'm realizing myself, like, Reminding myself, oh, Chloe, you're disabled, like maybe people won't like you for that reason. Or maybe like, that will make other people uncomfortable. And maybe you should back off or like things that I have never considered are like, being pushed up to the surface. And what I realized is that it's because I have been so disconnected from my body But now I'm reconnecting to my body. And so all of these things are like an earthquake quaking up to the top, if that makes sense. And they're all surface level now. And I'm feeling so raw and vulnerable and exposed. And it's things that I have never even thought to question because, again, I was just, I learned so early that. I quote-unquote didn't have a disability and I was always taught to really ignore it and to not make other people uncomfortable with my disability. And it's like even now, I almost feel this need to like explain in the way that I am disabled, but I don't. <laughs> I don't actually need to explain it. And um, it's, it's like I do have hip and knee dysplasia, which is what I say. And it's just oh, it's like, that's what I call it. I'm being disabled. I have hip and knee dysplasia. That's like the easiest way I can explain it. But I feel like this huge part of my childhood, because I was having surgeries almost every summer, I would say from the time that I was born up until I was about 12. And there is this huge chunk of my childhood that I wouldn't say I've blocked it out because I can remember it. But it's this part of my life that feels like it's not even my life. Like I didn't live it. And only now has it been showing up. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not sign up to deal with this. Why are we looking at this now? And they are things that I've never looked at. And it's like time now. And it's been really hard. It's been very hard to like mentally very draining to reconnect with myself and make room for myself. And Reassess how I'm feeling about being in my body. And I've noticed a lot of shame crop up. I've noticed a lot of feeling really unhealthy um, cropping up. And a lot of changes have had to be made. And a lot of self-advocacy has had to really come to the top. And I'm learning now as a 30-year-old how to advocate for myself, how to know how to let other people know how I desire to be talked to and treated and that goes across the board period but I feel like in the way in which I am disabled I'm I'm no longer pushing myself like I used to let myself just walk around in pain at 24 7 and just oh no I'm fine like we can keep going we don't need to stop and rest like it's fine now I'm saying nope I need to stop and take a break even if that's every five minutes and It's definitely been a hard experience when you're not used to making that much room for yourself in the world and you're, you've been conditioned from really early on to stay small and stay quiet and not talk about it. It's definitely a big experience. So I feel like that is something that my Saturn return has really brought up that I have had to look at, um, Again, that codependent behavior, I feel like, is something that has really come up where in the past I would just insist with my partner, no, things have to be this way and this is the way I like it and fuck your feelings, and um, which is really toxic. It's not a good way to handle relationship arguments, and I've had to come to terms with like – why am I this perfectionist? Why do I treat my house like it has to be this thing that if somebody came over at the drop of a hat, it has to look a certain way. And I've realized that this is also really ingrained from early childhood where if there was a fork in the sink, you might get beat. Like that's just like, I've talked about that too, that I grew up in a really abusive household, both physically abusive and mentally abusive from different parents. And I feel like for me, I've carried a lot of those things into my adult life that I have become not, I would never hit my spouse ever, but I have become that person that, oh, there's a fork in the sink. You must have done this despite me. And this is this, like, how dare you sit on the couch and relax when I'm over here cleaning up your dishes when never did I think to ask my spouse to come and put his fork in the dishwasher. Never did I think to... Like, these are behaviors that I feel like people don't talk about enough that I'm not going to say everybody's guilty, but I do think a lot of us struggle with that level of codependency where we are so dependent on catering to somebody else to make ourselves feel better that when somebody else doesn't consider us as much as we are considering others, even when they haven't asked, it gets frustrating. And it's it's honestly something that has also come up is – um I told my partner I was like I'm I'm honestly jealous. Like that's really what it boils down to. I wish that my brain didn't think five steps ahead at all times and I wasn't thinking about tomorrow's dishes and tomorrow's laundry and I could just sit on the couch and watch Netflix and not be stressed out. And Basically, what it's all boiled down to is a lot of codependency, a lot of what was modeled to me in childhood. And I'm working now to remind myself that in every moment, washing the dishes can be such a beautiful thing to do. It can be a very conscious effort thing. And when there is a dish in the sink, it doesn't mean that it was put there because I wasn't considered. It was put there because, honestly, it was probably really carelessly done. Like, we all do careless bullshit, you know? Um, and so I feel like a lot of that, especially during Mercury retrograde too, and Saturn retrograde and Jupiter retrograde, which by the time y'all are hearing this, I think all of those things are direct now and they've been direct for a while, but I just feel like the Saturn return has brought a lot to the surface in ways that I have behaved or in ways that I have developed coping mechanisms. And those things just aren't working. Same thing with like food. I used to struggle really hard with food addiction. And now I don't have food as a crutch anymore. And I feel like I don't really have a crutch. I don't have like, I guess social media would be the thing that I probably numb out with the most, but I don't really have a crutch. And so I'm just being forced to, address all these things like I don't I couldn't even tell you how I dealt with the food addiction I don't know exactly where that changed there were so many different things that I read and did and tried and I think I can pretty well confidently say that I don't deal with food addiction anymore and I don't deal with binge eating anymore but I definitely wouldn't say that I consume in a healthy way either that's something that I've really been working on but I feel that, like, that is another thing, is, like, all the coping mechanisms that I had, I don't have anymore. And I'm just being forced to sit with a lot of discomfort and a lot of things that mentally... I've never really had to look at or process. I was just kind of glazing over them or skating by them. And even like myself, I consider myself to be someone that has done so much internal work and the work is never going to be done. And I know that, but I consider myself to be somebody that has done a lot of internal work. So to realize that there is so much unprocessed childhood trauma and there is so much like, codependency. And I, I was, I have been truly blown away. <laughs> I've been truly blown away by these experiences and the throw an existential crisis on top of that. And you have just a shit cake layered with shit frosting. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of that has been very like, that's the thing I really want to pinpoint is that with this Saturn return, the positive things that have happened And I don't even want to say the negative. I think it's all up to the beholder and how they see it. But I guess for me, the things that have been more negative, they are all very long-term things. There is nothing that just like flip-turned upside down that I feel like blindsided me. I mean, maybe at first some of the mental stuff felt a little blindsiding. But as I've been able to process through and see these things... It has been things that have been there for a long time that have just come up to the surface to be exposed. And same with even the things that I've received, the car, the house, the move, right? Those are all things that I have wanted long term. They've been things that I've planned for since like my late teens. And they all came together very quickly. So a lot of long-term success, but also long-term hurt has just come up. And I think that that is something with the Saturn return that has been highlighted. And I would say for every person is very highlighted. It's the long-term it's what have you wanted long-term and also where do you feel like you have suffered long-term and where can we address that? Where can we, look at that hurt and shift it. Where can you you see what I'm saying? Like it's all very long-term. There's nothing that just swooped in and shit on you. And I think that with the Saturn return, that's what everybody thinks it's going to be like. That was what I thought it was going to be like. I was like, my God, I've done so much internal work. I don't want to go through more during my Saturn return. I just want to fucking break. And it was nothing that came out of the woodwork to blindside me. It was all stuff that I knew about Or had just been avoiding for a really long time. So that's what I have in terms of the Saturn return update and how it's been going. Lots of good. I will say this. I think that my own healing journey has been difficult but good. Like there's a lot of things that I wasn't able to do like 3 months ago that I can do now. I can drink normal strength coffee again. I can sleep without having to sleep with like a big body pillow. I can sleep with normal pillows and not freak out, um which that's a whole other story for a whole other time, but there were just like a few things that were really triggering to me prior that aren't triggers anymore. And so I think healing-wise like I'm definitely still working through all of it, but It's, I can see where I'm getting better in a lot of ways, even if there have been days that have been like hard or scary or things have cropped up that haven't felt right. Um, I don't feel like I've had like huge setbacks or anything. I'm still, still moving forward, still doing things. And oh my gosh, I don't even think I can really talk about this yet because I don't know enough information, but um, there's definitely something on the horizon that literally fell into my lap. Like, ugh, and I can't wait until I can talk about it because, oh, I'm sorry. I hate it when people do that when they're like, I have a super secret special project and I can't talk about it. Um, it's going to be hilarious when I do finally get to talk about it, though, because I feel like it's something that I've talked about before. And now it's finally coming up and I'm able like, ugh, I don't again, I don't know how much I can say or what I can say. So I don't even want to hint at it. But it's something that I've wanted for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's i'm very excited and i definitely think this is a big saturn return moment for me so um we'll talk about that as i find out more information and can find out what i'm allowed to share but i hope you all are having a fantastic scorpio season i hope that the feelings aren't drowning you but that you are learning to float in the sea instead of drowning in it and um I love you all so much. Thank you to all of you that listen into the podcast. This really is such a work that is just a labor of love. It's a labor of love where I sit down, I have my coffee and I chat with you all and we just have real life chats and I really enjoy it. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. If you're in your Saturn return, good luck. Message me on Instagram. Tell me how it's going. And uh, I will talk to you all again next time. Do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same.